0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. The 3-1. Swing and a drive. Left field and deep. Turning around Dominic Smith. And there is a career-high 17th homer for CJ Crone. it's a three-run first inning shot, and the Rays take a three-nothing lead. Coming up, we'll recap the action from this past week. Take a look around Major League Baseball and sit down for in-depth interviews with the biggest names in the game. Right-hander pitches. Here's a towering
2: drive,
0: way up into the air to right field. All the way back to the wall goes Judge. Gone! A three-run homer for Jake Bowers, and the Rays have jumped in front four to one.
1: Here's your host. Neil Solons. Welcome to our
2: final show of the regular season. Today you'll hear from Rays MVP Blake Snell, rookie of the year for the Rays, Joey Wendell, several top prospects, plus newcomer Austin Meadows, pitching coach Kyle Snyder, and Dan Johnson. Welcome back to This Week in Rays Baseball. I'm Neil Solons. Yesterday, Blake Snell was deservedly named team MVP by the area's baseball writers, and I asked Blake what the award meant to him.
3: It's just cool that I put together a year that uh, people think I was the best player on the team. And for that to be the case, it's exciting because it's a very talented team. So definitely happy about it. And, uh, no, I mean, it's awesome.
2: Have you been – I mean, look, you've been a player of the year at the minor league level. But to be a most valuable player, it doesn't only mean you had a really good year. It means you meant something to the way things worked.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and it means a lot because this team, like I said, is very talented. But, no, I mean, to be able to do that with this team, uh, that has believed in me for so long. I mean, it's been eight years they believe in me now. So, for, for me to do it and be a big part to this team, um, it means a lot to me. Uh, I, I truly enjoy playing here. I truly enjoy showing up every day here. Uh, I mean, there's no other place I'd want to be. So, to get the award here, to know that I was a huge impact to this team and organization, I mean, it means a lot to me.
2: The award also is named after Don Zimmer. Does that mean something to you, too? I know you have not been in this clubhouse, unfortunately, when he was around and alive, but I'm sure you know what Uh, he means.
3: Yeah, I know what he means to the the organization, and that's awesome. And uh, for the award to be named after him, it it means a lot. So for me to have it, no, it it definitely is something that I'm I'm very thankful for. And, uh, no, I mean, yeah, just put together a year to to do that is – is very crazy to me, but definitely it's been an exciting one.
2: Have you had more fun this year playing than in a year you've played before?
3: I would say yeah, and a huge part of that has to do with Carlos Gomez. Um, the way that he makes the entire team feel is something I've never seen or witnessed or been a part of. So to be able to be a part of that and to be able to learn so much from that guy, uh it's definitely made this year very enjoyable and a lot of fun so I gotta say a huge thanks to that guy for what he's done for this team
2: and I would assume you know in the same regard I've talked to Kyle about you and he said that you have shown leadership now too during the course of the year what does it mean to hear that he said a lot of it has been by example but a lot of guys have kind of followed your lead
3: yeah, no, it means a lot, but I needed a lot of people to really get to the point where I'm at right now. So um, for them to, 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 to lead or follow me, follow my lead, uh, it means a lot, but it just means that I got to be more aware of, of what I'm doing and make sure I'm always making sure that I'm pushing myself. So if, if people are watching and they want to follow, they're following the right lead and they're able to, to push themselves to become great.
2: Where have you grown the most on and off the field?
3: Uh, Just my focus, concentration, uh, to to every detail. uh, Everything that I want to become, uh, everything that I'm doing right now. I mean, I've been very, very honest with myself. And I would say just the focus in all of that has been so, so good and just on point. And uh, I think that's what's really allowed to let me be as consistent as I've been all year.
2: You have never told me your goals but have you hit all of your goals this year?
3: Season has to end. Once the season ends and uh, I'm done pitching, I'll let you know if I hit them or not. (laughs) I won't tell you what they are, but I'll let you know if I hit them or not. Have you hit any of them? Not yet. Season hasn't ended. Once the book's wrapped up, then I'll let you know if I hit them. But right now there's, I got one game left and anything can happen. And you got to be aware of that. You can't, can't lose focus on what you're really trying to accomplish because it takes a whole season to accomplish what i want to accomplish so i got one start on saturday against toronto and it's going to be my most important start of the year got to finish
2: have you had to block anyone other than your mom on on your phone
3: no my dad really doesn't talk too much about it so just my mom and she's all excited and all over the place about it so that's why I had to block her. I don't, I don't want to see all that stuff. I got other things to focus on and personal achievements. That's, it's just not for me. So I appreciate my mom. If that's the way she wants to support me, I appreciate it. But I'm going to have to block it out. I got to focus on the season and what I need to do to become better each start.
2: That said, I know how tough your dad and your brother can be on you. How proud do you think they are of what you've done this year and the way you've taken a major step forward?
3: Yeah, no, I think they're very proud. I think my whole family is very proud. So I think it's awesome that they all feel that way. But I got to finish, and that's the thing that I'm focused on. Uh, I think finishing, once I finish and I go home and I get to see their faces and enjoy the conversations that I'll have with them, that's when I'll truly get to see how much this season meant to them. And I know they really look forward to the whole season. So to be able to go back on a good note would, would, would mean a lot to me. I know you don't want
2: to talk about the potential of of winning the big award as the best pitcher in the league, but when will you and how much time will you give yourself to enjoy what happened before you start getting ready for 2019 and trying to get to the postseason as you guys took a major step forward this year?
3: Yeah, I mean, the whole October I'm going to enjoy myself. I think about everything do whatever I have to do. October is my month. I do whatever I want. I think whatever I want. But then once November 1st comes around, it's time to focus on my goals, what I want to achieve in the off-season, spring, the season, write them all down. And I don't bring them with me. I keep them at home. So when I go home, that's when I could check them off. So I'm excited to see if I accomplished everything. And then yeah, and then uh, I get to ride them on November 1st and really see what I'm trying to accomplish this offseason and this spring and season. And No, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's, it's cool to see how your mind works beginning of all these starts, I would say. So starting my off season, it's cool to see where my mind's at. Starting spring training, it's cool to see where my mind's at. Starting the season, it's cool to see where my mind's at because then I get to see when I finish how far I've grown or how far I've not grown.
2: Well, you've grown a lot, and congratulations on the MVP honor. Hopefully there's another honor for you in the month of November. Good luck in your final start, and hopefully you check off that last box, however many there are to check off.
3: Thank you, Neil. I appreciate it.
2: And that is Blake Snell, certainly deserving of his team MVP honor, and hopefully we will have another good start today to help his chances for a Cy Young Award, too. Now, I caught up this week with pitching coach Kyle Snyder and asked Kyle about how important Blake has been to the success of the staff.
1: I think just with the consistency. I mean, especially in the second half of the season, but really throughout the year, uh, knowing the, the the depth that he was going to provide every five or six days, the length that he was he was going to provide, the competitiveness to make sure that we're, you know, you know, not only is he getting us deep in the games, but we're with a chance to win just every night. Um, and being that he was really the only starter that we've had, you know, consistently throughout the course of the season gave us an opportunity to get as creative as we were on days two through five. Um, so I, I think taking that into account, um, he's been extremely valuable. He's been really valuable in the clubhouse just given the growth and, and some of the leadership that he's taken on You know, with the season that he's had. Um, and just the expectation that, that came with him taking the mound every day that he did, you know, of uh, you know, just knowing that we had a really good chance to win. I think there's a lot that came with that as well.
2: The unique strategy that you guys employed, could it have happened without a year like that from Blake, or at least as successful as it was without Blake?
1: It would have made it much more difficult if, if we weren't able to rely on Blake to the degree that we did every five days. There's no doubt about that.
2: Obviously, you don't know the other thirty or twenty-nine other staffs in the big leagues, but can you imagine a guy being as valuable to a staff
1: as he was with the year he had? I, I think just given the uniqueness to what we rolled out, aside from you know the days that he pitched, there's there's no doubt in my mind he was. He, I believe at least that he was more valuable to us than than any of the other twenty-nine staffs' number one starter. Let's say
2: you touched on. His, you know, leadership as the season went on. What what types of things did he do? What types of things did you see that the fan would know behind the scenes that shows how much he's grown?
1: I ju- I just think his overall growth and maturity. I think his expectations of himself have always ex- exceeded the, that of uh, of others. You know, whether it's you know, uh, staff members, family members, the rest of the industry, fan base. I mean, he's the, the reason he's in the position that he's in right now. Is just, he's just been that driven? You know, from probably midway through last season. And, and certainly it's carried into this season and throughout this season. But, you know, I, I think how hard he's worked, how what he's done to apply himself, not just over the winter but throughout this year, um, he's certainly led by example. I, I, he's certainly led by example in terms of the things that he's done to apply himself, the work with Joey Greeny. Uh, I think Tyler Glasnow's fed off of it since he's, you know, he's been here uh, since the 1st of August. Um, but I think the rest of the pitching staff has as well. You know, just, you know, what he's done, you know, he and I have talked a lot about work ethic, something that you have a little bit more control over, you know, rather than just it be something, you know, related to your DNA. And I, I think that he's really taken that to another level, and, and, and a lot of the rest of the pitchers have taken notice. How much more can he grow? Uh, I, as, as far as I'm concerned, just having conversations with him on a daily basis, um, he, he's never going to be satisfied. So I think it, it's still somewhat limitless. And in terms of
2: the Cy Young, obviously the the case has been made by many. What to you is the greatest case for him to win the award with this one start left?
1: I think the consistency and the competition that he faced probably stand out more than anything else i mean it's pretty tough to argue with twenty one wins uh the second half of the year since the all star break has been really really i don't know, i mean for me you know, probably it should seal the deal more than almost anything else that he's accomplished throughout the year. I mean, the last 10 starts, I believe it's been since the break, um, he's really been dominant. And how much fun has it been for you to be around him? It's been a lot of fun to watch. You know, I mean, I've, I've known Blake since he's been 18 years old, just to see what's happened over the course of six, seven years now. Um, I'm, I'm proud of the, the young man, um, and uh, it, it's been a lot of fun to just sit back and, and, and have a small part in.
2: And that is Rays pitching coach Kyle Snyder, whom I would argue and many others would agree has had more than a small part in Blake Snell's success. Now, coming up on This Week in Rays Baseball, you'll hear from the team's Rookie of the Year in Joey Wendell, we will introduce you to Austin Meadows, much, much more. That's coming up. You're listening to the Rays Baseball Network. Welcome back to This Week in Rays Baseball. I'm Neil Solans, our final show of the regular season. You know, the Rays this year had a club record 23 rookies appear during the course of the campaign, and of them, the best certainly was utility player Joey Wendell. And Joey was named the team's Rookie of the Year yesterday, and I asked him what the
4: honor meant to him. It's, it's definitely an honor, um, especially on this team with, with as many young guys that we have and as many um, rookies as we've had contributed. It's... Uh, it's definitely an honor for, for me to win this award. and uh, but Like I said, there, there's a ton of guys who, who should have and could have been in consideration and, and could have just easily won it. Um, so it's, it's an honor for me.
2: Has this been as much
4: fun as any year you've had playing baseball? Um, I, I was actually talking about it with my wife the other day. I said this is, this is the most fun I've had playing baseball since 2012, and that was the last year I was in college, and we won the, the Division Two College World Series. Um, so, no, it, it's, been, um, it's been a blast for me um, being in Tampa for the whole season and then, and then doing what we've been able to do as a team, and uh, especially the second half of the year. It's just been um, – it just seems like we're, we're winning so many series, and, and, and it's been a, a lot of fun to be a part of this team you mentioned
2: back to college and we've remarked in the booth about watching this team that it almost feels like a college team in some ways just the way you guys in a good way do you see
4: that a little bit um it, yeah it, in some ways maybe i i think um you know like you said we're a fun team to watch it's a fun team to be a part of too and i think that kind of starts from the top and, and works its way down i think cash does a great job of, uh, of keeping a loose environment while also um knowing when to work hard and and uh, it's fun. We all are, um, you know, we're comfortable around each other. We have fun around each other. But also we, we understand that when it comes game time, there, it's, it's time to go to work. And, uh, and we, we have a job to do. So I think the balance of the two is, is really what makes it such a fun team to be on.
2: When the team has success, though, a lot of individuals do. And obviously I know you're being very kind and mentioning that there are a lot of deserving guys. But you've had a terrific year. What's allowed you to have the kind of year you've had?
4: Um, for me, honestly, I think the the main focus is just taking everything one day at a time, and not um, not dwelling too much on yesterday, and not worrying about tomorrow, and just um, focusing on on what it is you're you're coming to the park to accomplish that day. And um, then you know, 185 some days later, you you look back and. Um, you know, as a team, we've, we've had a good year, and I've been pleased with how I've been able to play individually. And, um, you know, that's that's what I'm going to continue to do in the future is just take it day by day and, and take each day for what it is.
2: Has becoming a dad helped because you really you come home and you have to drop the game and, and worry about the now?
4: Um, I, you know, I, I love being a dad. It's It's been um so much fun the first first four months. Um, I, I can't say whether it's help or hurt. It definitely hasn't hurt. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess in a way it has helped. And uh, you know, it, he's Jack is growing fast, and he, he's been uh, it's been fun for me um, just learning how to be a parent and watching uh, my wife become a mom. It's you know it's all just so new to me, but it's also just so uh, so fun and rewarding.
2: Because I've talked to some players for whom they say it does help them because they know whether it's a good game or a bad game whatever happens once they walk through that door back into their house, everything becomes about their child. And that makes it easier to kind of step away from the game when you're not there.
4: Sure, I I suppose in some ways it it does uh, make it a little bit easier to separate uh, separate what happens on the field to to what's going on at home. But I don't feel like that was an area that I particularly struggled with before, so.
2: You're also um, not only the top rookie for this team, but you're getting a lot of attention for being the top rookie in the game. What does that mean to you, just to be in the conversation at this point of the year?
4: uh yeah. I mean, it, it's a hu- it's an honor. That, you know, the other the other guys that are in the race are um, way younger than me and um, have have had fantastic seasons also. So it, it's fun for me to be in that conversation. At the end of the day, though, what, what I value the most is just um, coming out here and competing with my teammates every single day and just and. Given the team, um, the flexibility by playing different positions and just given um, given everything I have competing that particular day and helping the team win and and that's kind of at the end of the day what I can hang my hat on not not um, to discredit the the rookie of the year award but it's just 30 riders in a room writing down a name and for me that doesn't um, it would certainly be an honor to win it but but at the end of the day that's not what I'm going to be worried about
2: I understand that but you know you look at your numbers and. In different ways, you can put them up with any other guy who's a rookie. And I know you're a little older, but look, Otani had played professionally already in Japan before he came to the States, so that gives him an advantage. So everyone's got their own edge.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at Dohar what he's been able to do, and uh, you know, and that, that team is going to the playoffs. So like I said, it, it's definitely an honor for me to be in that group and be in consideration.
2: How do you use and how do you take what you learn from this year to help you going forward? Because obviously the goal for this team is to take another step further than it did this season
4: yeah i mean that's that's the goal is um i think coming out of spring training um in 2019 will have a little different feel than it did in 2018 and uh you know when when you go back to spring training at the beginning of this year and everybody's saying we're going to lose 100 games and we start out the season 3 and 13 and um it would have been really easy for the, the group of guys in there to to start to believe what they have been hearing but um from that point on we've been one of the best teams in baseball and and uh you know uh, I hope I can be a part of that next year and contribute again next year and um, on a personal level there will be things that I'm working on and and from a team level I think we'll We'll have different expectations and a little different feel even spring training. So we're we're definitely looking forward to that.
2: You want to give our fans a taste because I think we expect, not hope, but expect you to be a big part of next year. What little things do you want to work on to get ready for next year?
4: Yeah, I mean, I want to continue to be able to be flexible in the field. Um, uh, Main thing I want to focus on is uh, just arm strength and 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 arm care. um, Making sure that if I am asked to play on the left side of the infield or if I am asked to play the outfield, that I can do that a little bit better with uh, some increased arm strength. And then at the plate, I. I think um, myself, as well as every player, just really um, trying to focus on uh, plate discipline and, and swinging at strikes and making the most of every at-bat. I think uh, when I start to get into slumps, a lot of times I can give bats away and, and start swinging at bad pitches to get myself out, and, and that's something I'll be working on in the off season is trying to consistently put myself in the ability to, to, uh, to have good, consistent at-bats.
2: Well, you've had a terrific year. We congratulate you on the honor you've received and hopefully more success for the team to come.
4: Thank you, Neil. I appreciate it.
2: And that is the Rays. Joey Wendell, the team's rookie of the year, leading the team in hitting at 300, leading the club in doubles as well with 33. Before we continue, why don't we pause for station identification? This is the Rays Baseball Network.
1: This is 620 WDAE St. Petersburg. It is gone. WBTP HD3 Clearwater at 95.3 FM, home of the Rays.
2: You know, in addition to Blake Snell being named the team MVP and Joey Wendell the outstanding rookie, Malik Smith yesterday was named the Paul C. Smith Champion Award, given to the player who best exemplified the spirit of true professionalism on and off the field. Malik's appreciated the honor and certainly was humble about being recognized.
5: To those who nominated me, and, you know, who felt like that was a war for me, I, I just want to say thank you. You know, I didn't it was not something that you strive to be. You know, when you come into the field as a good guy, you know, but um, just to be recognized as you go into your daily routine as a guy who is um, handles himself as a professional on and off the field, that uh, means a lot to me because that means that you know I'm taking care of my business in all facets of um, I'm being a complete professional.
2: We talked about you being nominated for the Clemente Award, and you talked about you don't do that for the recognition. But is this in the same light, where you, you know, you're doing stuff because you think it's important, and you're getting recognition obviously for it because it's deserved?
5: Definitely. Um, this is, a, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to get noticed for anything besides my play for the most part, and. Um, you know, winning an award that talks about my off the field as well as my on the field and just my 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 uh, presence, you know, around my clubhouse in the community. Um, it's just it's just a testimony to just showing up and just my character. It, it honestly says a lot about my family and the way I was raised because, you know, I think about them as I'm carrying myself and, and back home and, is how I want to be seen, how I want to represent myself, how I want to represent my family, how I want to represent the Tampa Bay Rays uh, Corporation.
2: Does it also say something, too? I think Mark had mentioned several guys got nominated for this award, so this is a clubhouse of good guys, so to win that award, you know, I think indicates, A, there are a lot of good guys, but to win the award means something, too.
5: Definitely. like. I think there are a lot better guys in here than me, you know. (laughs) So, you know, like, uh, to win it, you know, just be nominated is a great thing, you know, but to win it is just like uh, I just appreciate um, being seen in that light, you know, not that I'm trying to be seen in that light. It just means a lot that that's how I've been seen and that's how uh, my peers view me. So, like, I want to embrace that role.
2: And you've grown on the field, too.
5: Where have you grown the most, and what are you proudest of this year? Um, just uh, my consistency of showing up and being on the field every day. You know, no matter the circumstances, you know, I had my spill of my sickness, and that sidelined me. But um, other than that, just being able to go out there and just play over and over and over again and, and being next to my teammates and and just um, – just being an everyday guy with the opportunity that I have—that that means a lot to me.
2: And is there any particular area of your game that you think that's grown more than any other? Defense,
5: base running, hitting? Um, hitting, hitting overall. Yes, I still have a good amount of work to do defensively. Um, something I plan on focusing on more this off season. Uh, but um, hitting overall, I would have to say yes.
2: And that is one Malik Smith. He's the Rays' Paul C. Smith Champion Award for the Rays this year and certainly pretty good on the field, too, tied for the league lead in triples with 10-second in the American League with 38 stolen bases. Kudos to each of the Rays' award winners. Now, we mentioned that Tampa Bay has played 23 different rookies this season. The last of them to come up, Austin Meadows, is just getting his feet wet with the Rays at the major league level after being traded from the Pirates in the Chris Archer deal and then playing in Durham and Austin appreciates the chance to come up after the Bulls championship run in Triple-A.
6: It's been great. Um, The guys have been welcoming, being able to meet them in Toronto, um, be able to get some playing time there and helping the team. Um, You know, great group of guys, great coaching staff. It's just been a lot of fun, very relaxed environment, Um, especially me being able to play and get comfortable here leading into next year um, is definitely a big step. Congrats,
2: too. I know your goal wasn't when you got traded to be in A, but to win a championship there and contribute had to feel good.
6: Yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, great group of guys down there in Durham as well. Um, Jared, you know, we, they they got a great staff there, and um, being able to win there, being around a winning environment, uh, was a lot of fun. And uh, being able to go through the playoffs down there with them, playing a lot of good competition. Um, getting For me, personally, getting to play every single day down there um, and stay healthy, that was a big goal of mine. And uh, being able to show them what I can do to, come up here and help uh, the team up here
2: does um does that help to be in an environment where you're winning even at the minor league level do you think it helps up here
6: i think so yeah um you know you know it's triple a i mean it's it can be it can be a tough league but being able to um go down there and compete and win uh, and being on that winning environment um definitely can help you in the future especially up in the big leagues
2: but other than tyler how many of these
6: guys did you really know before the trade occurred I've played against a few of these guys, um, you know, obviously Tyler, me and him play together. I played against, you know, Willie, um, who else, I mean, not there's a there's a handful, um, Chiwe, I mean, I, I played against a handful of guys coming up when I played like in high A um, and a little bit in triple A as well when I was in Indianapolis and they were in Durham. Um, but, yeah, I mean, these are all definitely new faces. Um, obviously, it was a great group of guys to be around, especially on this side of the locker room. Um, but, you know, getting to know all the guys, they're, they're great. They're great players too.
2: Is it much different? Um, and how much of a shock to the system was it when you found out you were moved?
6: Um, it, was, it was a shock. I mean, it, I was definitely shocked. I was surprised. You know, for me, just obviously – not really having an idea of what was going on um, and then kind of seeing, I think it was like the last two minutes of the trade deadline, seeing my name popping up on the television and stuff like that, um, and then hearing my name called and being traded out. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely a surprise, but it was exciting. You know, I was more, more excited than anything to be able to join Tyler and come here and the Rays, you know, f- for them wanting us that bad, to give up, you know, a really great player as, as Chris Archer is. Um, to be able to be here now and um, be a part of an organization that really wants you and sees you as a part of their future is uh, is definitely a blessing, and I'm looking forward to um, you know the next steps. And you have some roots at least in the South too, so was that exciting as well? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, I, when I was up in Pittsburgh, I had some roots up there, I had some family up there, and um, being back in Tampa, you know, obviously we have our spring training here when we were here with the, with the Pirates, and um, home is only about seven hours up the road, so it's uh it's definitely great i mean i love i loved i love playing in the south you know and being in florida i mean this is you can't really ask for a better place to play um here and just being around in the tampa area uh, being around family um, a lot of support so it's definitely a good location you know i know he's not here now it hasn't debuted in the big leagues yet but where
2: you're from did you know brent at all well i know he was excited talking to him about you coming over
6: yeah, um, I didn't really know of Brett, obviously, beforehand. I, I, he pitched against us, I think, in the Florida State League as well. Um, but yeah, being, being a Georgia boy, we, we, uh, it's definitely cool. Um, you know, he's, I know he's got a bright future ahead of him. He's getting rid of getting over the Tommy John, um, but he's going to be back. And I've heard a lot of good things about him. I'm looking forward to you know, team up with him and see what he can do.
2: And for you, our fans are just
6: getting to know you. How,
2: what, how would you describe yourself as a player,
6: and how do you want to be seen? Um, For me, uh, I I feel like I can help the team in in any aspect of the game, whether it's on defense, on the bases, um, you know, hitting. I I feel like I can change the game with my bat. And I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to be a quiet leader. You know, I'm not going to be the rah-rah guy, but I'm going to go out there and play hard and and lead by example. Um, And that's kind of how I've always been. Um, And I'm definitely going to try to contribute, whether it's with a batter and an outfielder on the bases, each and every night with the team.
2: And that is Rays outfielder Austin Meadows, 5-for-19 with three runs batted in in his eight games with the Rays so far. Coming up, you'll hear from a 20-year Rays employee as well as several top Rays minor leaguers and more, including Dan Johnson. After this, you're listening to the Rays Baseball Network. It's time now on this week in Rays Baseball for our final installment of features on 20-year
7: employees in this 20th anniversary season. Hi, this is Jared Sandberg, manager of the AAA Durham Bulls. Um was in this organization since 1996 when I was drafted in uh, the June first year player draft. First draft ever by the Devil Rays. What do you remember about that day and that moment? <laughs> I'll tell you, it was pretty funny because I get a phone call, I think it was day two of the draft uh, from the uh, Tampa Bay Devil Rays saying they drafted me in the 16th round and I thought it was one of my high school friends playing a joke on me because I didn't know who the Devil Rays were at the time. But obviously. Um, you know being in this organization for 20 plus years now is uh, pretty special and uh, one of the younger people on this list but um, the people that I look up to and help mold me into the person I am today traveling all the way across the country at 18 years of age um, you know those those people are on this list as well so you know this organization has helped kind of mold me into the person I am today
2: what has been the best part about working for the Rays all these years either as a player or as a coach or a manager
7: yeah I mean uh, it's so far away from home um this is this is a family you know the the Tampa Bay Rays organization is um, is my extended family and um like I said they've they've helped mold me into the person I am today and I'm very grateful you know for you know the the, the time spent here but also the opportunity that uh, I was given as a player getting to the big leagues and fulfilling that dream but now managing and, and coaching in the minor leagues and in being in Durham and in A.
2: What's your greatest accomplishment as a member of this organization and why?
7: Oh man, it's a tough question. I mean, I have, I have a lot of memories uh, as a player in, here in Tropicana Field, or the big leagues, and uh, a lot of great memories as a coach as well. But I think uh, you know, just being able to come to work every day with you know with role models like you know Bill Levers, Mitch Lukovic, Tom Foley, uh, the list goes on and on of great individuals, great people, and they're still in this organization. Uh, I think the highlight for me is just knowing that those people are still uh, in my corner, and, and definitely people I can call family. Best memory
2: of what's occurred on the field. And where were you when it happened?
7: I mean, there weren't very many good memories uh, with the Devil Rays back in the in the days, but um, I had two home runs in, a, in an inning against the Dodgers in 2002. Uh, definitely a, a highlight for me to be able to do that, make history that in that way, in that sense.
2: Fun or embarrassing moment with the Rays that stands
7: out in 20-plus years? A good story? Wow. Wow. I mean, anything that probably involves uh, Aubrey Huff would be a, a story that I could— probably not tell on uh, on uh, on the air but uh, i mean there's just a lot of great great moments and yeah, i'm very appreciative of the time and if
2: i would have told you 20 years later what would you be you know when you started what are you surprised or not surprised that it hasn't hasn't changed about the way the game is played now
7: yeah i mean technology has definitely changed the, everything about the game and you know, and it's only gonna get, you know, better and it's gonna make things a lot better. I mean technology is, is here, you know, with us in our daily lives and it's gonna make baseball better as well.
2: And that is Jared Sandberg. Congrats to him on twenty plus years with the race and his second straight governor's cup for winning the international league championship with the triple-a durham bulls now jared is here for this series and yesterday the rays recognized the organization's top minor league players nate low was named player of the year after collecting twenty seven homers and 102 rbis after jumping from high a charlotte to triple-a durham in a single season and it meant a lot for low to win the prestigious award It's uh, it's pretty cool to win an
8: award like this on a team uh, and an organization that had so many good players that had great seasons. So, um, you know, to be singled out like this is, uh, is pretty awesome.
2: Is it motivating at all to be here at Tropicana Field? Is You're now a step from the big leagues having finished in AAA?
8: Yeah, absolutely. You know, like just getting a, another taste before you go into the offseason and then um, being able to think about it all offseason where you, you do want to wind up next year is, uh, is nice
2: if I would have told you before the year started you're gonna end up with the numbers you're gonna end up with you know 27 I guess 102 without the playoffs and go from single A to triple A what would you have told me
8: uh I would have been excited um I wouldn't have been surprised because obviously you never show up to have a a mediocre or a bad season you know you you don't really want to put limits on something like that for a year so you know I I definitely would have been excited to to know that something like this is going to happen but um You know it definitely wasn't ever out of the question from from day one
2: what'd you learn about yourself this year
8: you know this game the game's not easy you know you can make it as easy as you want but uh still a very humbling game and you still got to put the work in every day and if you don't it'll uh, it'll kick you in the mouth
2: what did it mean to win a championship to finish it all
8: uh it was awesome you know those those Durham guys definitely won that championship a long time before I got there because of the prior record that they put in and you know I was just able to help them finish out so uh it was awesome because you know you want to reward good players playing well, and a championship's a great way
2: to do that. You played at such a high level in college in the SEC, but what did it win, mean to win a minor league championship?
8: Um, it was pretty exciting. You know, obviously, we would have wanted a little different crowd if we got to play in Durham, but the weather kind of changed that for us. But you know, it's uh, it's exciting any time you get a ring and get to hold up a trophy and. Smile and take pictures at the end of a season because there's only one team that gets to do that, and being that team was uh, was pretty cool.
2: You learn so much about yourself and you improve so much, but your goal is still to get here. Where do you want to improve now as you start to look ahead to the offseason? You know,
8: once you once you start reaching a higher level of playing, you kind of get a, a tighter view of your mistakes. So, uh, you know, obviously, I, I would never say I'm a bad defender, but becoming a plus defender and making sure that I'm somebody that this team can count on with a glove on would something would definitely be something that I'm going to work on all offseason and then uh, you know obviously being able to repeat the offensive year that I had and work on things to better myself there too would be uh, be pretty
2: good for me. Obviously you have a lot of help along the way. Who during the season was particularly helpful to you?
8: You know I I don't really give enough credit to Joe Zeckley and, and Jamie Nelson and Dan DeMint for being the hitting guys there but you know, more so during the year. Obviously, both the Steves too, Livsey and uh, and Henderson, and um, you know those guys those guys were definitely somebody that I could bounce ideas off of, as long as all the other guys in the lineup. So there was never really, never really one that stuck out. But as a family, as an entire organization, everybody was good to me.
2: And as you moved up through the ranks, every team was winning too. How much do you think that helps? You know, we see the big league club winning with so many guys who've won minor league titles.
8: Yeah, for sure. You know, I, uh, we we heard it real early in the season when we had some struggles in, uh, in Port Charlotte. But, you know, on a winning team, a lot of guys are happy and a lot of guys are going to move up. But on a losing team, there's a lot of players who are disappointed and who obviously aren't going to get the same shots because the team isn't in front of the same exposure. So, you know, getting involved with obviously with the hot streak we had in Montgomery and then being able to win a title in Durham was uh, was really awesome.
2: You showed your sense of humor with uh, the Brandon Loud, Nate Lowe, Josh Lowe situation. So how much how much have you gotten to know each other and have fun with one another about
8: it? You know, obviously growing up with Josh was really cool, but, you know, being able to be around Brandon for a little while last season and obviously in camps and uh, instructional league in 16 was, uh, was really cool. And, uh, you know, hopefully it'll help us to become better teammates on the field. Will it be kind of weird? Or has anyone come up to you and asked for autographs
2: and it's the wrong guy yet?
8: Yes. In, in my first full season, uh, every, almost every road series, they were asking for Josh. And, um, you know, nobody's nobody's really pulled the full branding card yet, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens at some point.
2: You've uh, you've made a name for yourself, though, this year, obviously. Congratulations on a terrific year, continued success, and a great offseason. Thank you. Thanks, Neil. And that is Nate Lowe, who I'd have to imagine race fans will see in Port Charlotte at spring training after winning the organization's Player of the Year award. Just make sure you know when you ask for an autograph, if it's Nate Lowe, Josh Lowe, or Brandon Lau. Now, uh, Nate Lowe was the Player of the Year. Brock Burke was Pitcher of the Year after moving from Charlotte to Montgomery and holding a sub-2 ERA at the AA level
0: a huge accomplishment for the year and having such a good year and it being recognized and and seeing guys have won in the past like Blake Snell and his how he's doing this year it really means a lot to me is it flattering in an organization especially that emphasizes pitching and run prevention so much oh yeah of course yeah especially with with this organization the way they they look at their pitchers and develop their pitchers, it's kind of nice to get the award to to say that all my hard work has paid off for the year and and uh definitely yeah
2: what allowed you to have the year you did?
0: Let us know where you were and how you grew this year. I uh, definitely grew a lot this year in Port Charlotte. I kind of started off a little slow and uh, uh, had to make a few mental adjustments and and some uh, pitching adjustments. But after that, I was able just to fly right through high A and then have such uh, amount of success in double a as well so
2: what changed what allowed you to have this kind of year because you know it's been a gradual slow climb
0: uh, i think i was just not pitching my strengths i, I should stay aggressive and and pitch with more uh, it's more of a mental mental thing pitch aggressive and use my fastball which is uh, probably one of my best pitches so i just kept using my fastball kept hitters off balance and and uh, since then i was i was fine
2: is there anything you did in the off season to continue to grow and improve? And if so,
0: what, how, how did you see the change? I think last year I, I probably had the the previous off season was probably my biggest off season. I came down and, and did a weighted ball program that was kind of driveline oriented and, and kind of worked on weighted balls and uh, increasing arm strength and spin rate and stuff like that. And I think last year I definitely had more velocity more spin rate and then this year i was just able to harness it and figure out what i wanted to do with it and, and to my strengths with that
2: our fans may not have seen you during the course of the year so give us an idea where you were and and how far you've come
0: uh i started off in port charlotte uh which is our high a team in in the florida state league oh i was talking more about stuff oh okay okay i mean my my stuff has been pretty pretty much the same but just throwing strikes was definitely a, a big emphasis uh I threw, I had a whole bunch of walks in the first part of the season, and, and you can never do well as a pitcher with a whole bunch of walks. you got to let them hit it sometimes, even though if you want to get all the strikeouts, so it's more just staying in the zone and uh, and pitching to my strengths and getting guys out, and even when you don't think about trying to strike guys out, you end up striking guys out, because I, I did have a decent amount of strikeouts. So.
2: I was thinking more from the weighted ball or the, the dry line program. How
0: much of a change did you see in your stuff over the last couple of years? Uh, my velo's been jumping, which is very nice. Uh, I think the first, my two off or two seasons ago i was 88 92 then the last season i was up to like 90 95 and this year i was more like 92 to 97 this year so the the progress of I'm, i think it's the strength part as well as the weighted balls and just getting older body maturing and stuff like that is, is definitely it's all coming together
2: where now do you want to grow because uh obviously you took a pretty good step this year and you shined at the double a level
0: uh well i definitely want to continue my success with what i was doing in double a probably I mean, I had a lot of success, probably don't need to, to change too much until uh, I see the, the adjustment needs to be made. And then whatever adjustment that the pitching coordinators and pitching staff sees that I need to make, then I'll, I'll make. But I just need to keep pitching the way, uh, say aggressive and pitch the way I did in double and I, I should be fine.
2: To win this award,
0: to be here at the ballpark, is it motivating? Oh, yeah, really motivating, except I mean, seeing all these, these guys out here and, and seeing what course Blake Snell did this year and hopefully get to watch him do something amazing tomorrow and help his case for, for the Cy Young is, is awesome.
2: How do you uh, then want to take, or what do you want to do and improve on going into next year?
0: Uh, I definitely want to uh, offseason probably do the same thing I did last year, come down a little early maybe and uh, continue with the weighted ball program, Can you get stronger, grow into my body and then of course the mental side, just stay strong with that and, and keep growing and, and uh, maturing and changing to the pitch I need to be
2: that is Brock Burke who is quite the pitcher this year he went nine and six with a 308 ERA and more than 10 strikeouts per nine innings in fact the Rays will have to add him this offseason to the 40-man roster or risk losing him to the Rule 5 draft now we'll have more of the minor league winners on an upcoming podcast today of course the Rays honor more of their history in this 20th anniversary season holding a bobblehead day for Dan Johnson Dan hit two of the bigger homers in Ray's history, September of 08, off Jonathan Papelbon to help beat the Red Sox at Fenway, then in 2011 in game 162 to send that contest with the Yankees to extra innings. And I asked Dan what it means to be back.
9: You know, seeing all the people, especially you, you know, coming back to see you and, uh, you know, the rest of the guys and the clubhouse guys, uh, the security guys, everyone seems to be the same and not much turnover. You know all the excitement that I had from especially at this time of year you know from you know way back when 2011 you know being able to uh come back here and celebrate it a little bit and and bring my family down here and and uh come watch a baseball game
2: how much meaning does it that they're actually having you know almost like a separate day for you in a year where they're recognizing so many great moments in race baseball
9: oh man it's it's hard hard to say you know because it's so much of a team game in this in this league and uh you know, I, I feel like a higher power really took care of everything, you know, throughout my career, and I was just lucky enough to be the the pawn in place for when it happened. And I mean, a lot of the stuff you can't really even make up, you know, like you couldn't even write that kind of a story. But it just so happened that I was fortunate enough to be the one that was in that place at the right time, and and fortunate enough to be able to come through. 81 games that you
2: played with the Rays, the big league level, and hit 11 home runs and. I saw Stu Sternberg, the race principal owner, and when they get a new ballpark, he still wants a Dan Johnson statue um, to commemorate the home runs you hit. How? What would that mean? Give some
9: context. How, how, how flattering that sounds, or, or how else you would describe it? I mean, definitely flattering, obviously. But uh, you know, it's it's uh, one of those things that, like I said before, it's it's such an honor to you know be put in those situations and and to have had the chance to be in those situations and fortunate enough to. To be able to come through in those situations, um, but the ultimate thing was that you know it helped us get to the playoffs and it helped us you know move on and and be successful as a team.
2: 08 or eleven? Which of the two home runs that you hit, Papelbon or Corey Wade, was more
9: memorable and why? I would say I would really say it was Corey Wade because it was it was game 162 and we really thought if we didn't win that game, you know the the season was over and it. It has to come down to that. Even though I'm not taking anything away from you know the baseball home run in uh, 2008, it 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 just means a lot to at that certain po- uh, moment in time that that was like do or die situation.
2: Can you walk us through both those situations in both those days and remember what you were, what the day was like in each case? Let's start with '11 then.
9: Well, 2011 was um, one of those years where. I think it was the ninth game. I ended up getting hit by Matt Caps and uh, had some nerve damage to my wrist. Uh, I think it's the ulnar nerve. And, you know, I, was, I really struggled to try to get the strength back in the, in the wrist. So I was kind of limited to the amount of swings I could take or anything that I was able to do on the field type thing. So. It was one of those games we showed up here, you know, and I kind of knew my, my role as coming off the bench type of guy. And, you know, at that time I was getting ready up in the, up in the, uh, the cage there waiting for uh, my at-bat that was supposed to come fifth in that inning. And uh, one of the security guys ran up and he's like, hey, you're up right now. And it was I was like, no, 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 I'm up in two more batters because it was, I think it was Sam Full that was going up. And uh, he's like, no, they want you to come hit right now and at that point i was still had my my cage stuff on which you know like you have your your separate set of batting gloves and everything else up in the cage so you can get loose and whatever else was happening and you know at that time i, I remember walking down like okay i took all my stuff off i'm starting to put my helmet on and i was i was looking at um shelty at the time like derek shelton who was the hitting coach at the time and i was like you know what's he got And he goes don't worry about it just go up there and hit the type thing and so i remember going up there and i, I remember taking a pitch it was like right down the middle and i was like well i looked i i, I turned around to the catcher. i was like well i don't know what i came up here for <laughs> i didn't want to swing at that one type thing and uh ended up uh getting getting to kind of account battling off something and i knew i knew this guy Corey wade had a, a really good changeup, and you know he was having a lot of success on it and so i had them back in my head and i kept trying to wait for it and you know finally i think it was two two after a couple fall balls that Ended up getting it and uh, you know, that location is the type of location when you swing. I was like, okay, and then I made good contact and usually in that location, you're kind of going to hook it foul. Um, but fortunately it, it stayed fair, right around the hook right around the pole there, uh, you know, and was able to, uh, to uh, tie the game up and eventually Longoria hit us the walk off and continue from there. And then 2008 was just an absolute jumble, because I was coming from uh, Scranton, I believe it was, and and, uh, the travel, there was storms in the area, planes, uh, flights were canceled, delayed, uh, didn't have any of my travel stuff with me, attire, like, you know, anything worth anything to wear, because I believe it was only a three-day road trip that we were on for uh, uh, Durham, and you know i I knew i had to get something so i was in philadelphia airport and one got some shoes (laughs) went shopping at the airport um got some shoes uh after that it was like just praying that we were gonna get there in time it uh we got there just just as the game was about to to start um i could literally hear them announcing the starting lineups as i was walking into fenway and getting dressed and was panicking because i was supposed to play left field but i was batting second so as I was panicking, somebody came up. You know, as I was getting dressed, somebody came up and was like, "Hey, listen, listen. They're like, take it easy. Like, you're not going to make it in time. You know, we're just going to, you're going to start on the bench and we'll use you later." And then I just remember sitting there watching the game. You know, being as excited as ever. You know, back in, back with uh, Tampa and watching the way the game was going and was told, "Hey, listen, you're you're going to you're going to bat in this inning off of Powell bond So I was like, "Okay, great, let's go." And I remember going up there, getting a hitter's count. It was 3-0, strike one, and it was 3-1, and I got a pitch right down the middle, fouled it off. I think I got another one, 3-2, fouled it off again. And I I remember stepping out of the box and kind of like chuckling to myself, saying, like, this is what you walked up here for. You know, like, if you're not hitting that one, what are you doing up here? And, you know, it was the next pitch. I ended up getting a, a pitch a little bit up and away and was able to get some good wood on it, and the rest is
2: history. You're still playing though, right now. Let our fans know what you're doing and how much
9: longer you want to go after this. Well, I, I am still playing. Um, it was it was kind of the Rays' fault that I'm still playing. Yeah, it was. It would they, they offered me something to come back and, and, and do the pitching. Being a knuckleball pitcher, you know, from way back when, I, I've been throwing this knuckleball, and the, the Rays were actually interested and flew me out to, to come throw a bullpen for them, and which turned into uh, kind of a two year two-year agreement that you know I was going to come here and pitch and uh, I believe it was like the third bullpen I threw I ended up hurting myself so that I mean it was short-lived with them but you know after I started doing it I was like you know what this kind of sparked the interest again you know it got me it got me back into like you know really enjoying the game again having fun and that
2: is Dan Johnson who special thanks to him and all of our guests on the program today by the way he is still playing he played in Mexico this year and also independent league baseball and who knows how long that and how far that knuckleball will take him. Hey, pop lock and never drop your phone again tomorrow afternoon when fans 14 and under receive a Rays-themed pop sockets presented by Fox Sports Go. While supplies last, join the Rays for their final home game of the regular season when they host the Toronto Blue Jays. Go to RaysBaseball.com for more information. I want to thank Dan and all our guests on the show today, including the Rays Award winners pitcher Blake Snell, the team MVP, Joey Wendell, the Rookie of the Year, and Malik Smith, the Paul C. Smith Champion Award, as well as pitching coach Kyle Snyder, along with Austin Meadows, one of the 23 rookies on the roster, Jared Sandberg, and two of the race top minor leaguers, Nate Lowe and Brock Burke. Again, they will be part of a special minor league podcast that we'll do later on in the week. This is our final regular season podcast, but again, we'll have plenty of on archive at itunes and racebaseball.com slash podcast and plenty in the offseason check out our blog to raiseradio.mlblogs.com if you ever have something you want to hear on the show tweet me at neil solons special thanks to our producer len martez for his terrific work all year long neil solon saying stay tuned the pregame show is next